Gideon guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Travis Washington. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. One of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show, one Travis is watching for the first time. And before we get started with this episode, because I'm sure a lot of the people who listen to this um, are fans of the DCW shows. And some sad news to the not sad, sad, you know, not, not Mitt Romney doesn't actually have a spine sad, but um, is that really a surprise, though? I don't think uh, I kind of thought I was like, all right, give me a break. Uh, no, I mean, why uh, would he? Why would he? He's he he's just a careerist, man. That's all he knows. He knows what he's doing. Well, no, and that's I don't. What, a, he's there to get a. He's you think he would want a, a, a liberal judge? That makes no sense. Why would Mitt Romney want a liberal judge? Well, no, no, I or I, fight or, or fight the opportunity to get uh, another uh, conservative judge on. And it's all hate, about like, because it's all about. Well, here's where we're gonna start this episode because it's all about one issue, and we all know what that issue is. Um, and it has to do with women's rights and reproductive rights. And that's I mean, what that's a huge about. part of it. That's a huge part yeah. that's really d- disturbing. But I, uh, for them, it's, it's the way only, beyond that. No, because I mean, he said no problem. It's everything under the sun. It's everything under the sun that they want from that point on. If they get six to three, then of course. I like, like, like I'll, I'll never be a Romney guy. I think. Oh, I was never a Romney guy either. What I'm saying is, I was like, well, he seemed like to be one of the only ones that, uh, with a penis who like stands up to him to Orange Forty Five no, at doesn't. all. That's all. That's all a show, man. That's all well, it's been a little like, bit. Well, when he, you see it here, when you see no, it here, like, hmm. well, no, here's the thing. When it you always see it, was even the impeachment thing, right? He's just playing the part. He oh, wants I know to be the he guy. Is. No, wants I'm, to be the guy who's going to pick up the pieces if things fall apart and stuff. Yeah, he but was you, the guy but gonna, you got to understand how we're just grasping here. We're just grasping for anything. Like, I'm just like, can the ghost... Can- and, that, and it's kind of... That part's kind of like... like, Look, it's heartbreaking that Ginsburg is is dead, of course, but it's it says a lot about you guys. If you're relying on an 87-plus-year-old woman with cancer oh, to me, keep dude. your shit together, dude. like that's... Okay. And, and, now, yeah. and now you're going to be upset that the GOP are being hypocrites? Oh, they're hypocrites. They did this with their... Yeah, they're just better at this. They're better oh, at... Oh, they at are better at judges. It, but- Way better. Better right yeah. but the level, at playing this bullshit game. But the level of hypocrisy with this one is just yeah. mind-boggling. Where I'm just like, yeah, and I'm sure they're like, gee darn, gee darn. Are you gonna think we're hypocrites? Gee darn, six three. Champ. No, you know what I mean? I know that with them. I'm talking about the supporters who aren't the the, the brainwashed, unwashed mass, mass masses. Uh, we just alienated. Well, I think everyone who listens to this show already knows how we feel. Uh, you know, the ones with just a, a, a modicum of sense, like in those swing states who voted for Orange Julius Caesar last time, but now are just like, huh? With that, who would be pissed off about that? But just nothing. You're just not hearing nothing. I'd say. I mean, like, 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 it's so on the Democratic Party that it's close. It's a joke that oh, it's close. I, believe me, I, as a it's, lifelong it's, Democrat, it's, I, as a it's, lifelong Democrat, my friend, I am fully aware. Yes. Of, I, I don't think there's just no way. And if you're a young person, I like, like I know you wanted, like you're freaked out and everything, but man, I, I, it's, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for you as a young person in America. It doesn't look good for America right now. I'm I mean, sorry, but it looks scary. Trust me, I'm fully aware of it. And in fact, um, me and the the young lady I've been speaking with, we're both having this. She was having the conversation about. about after 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 Ginsburg died, 
about like I think I need to move me and you know I need to move my family out of uh, out of this country. And I was trying to be the hey no come on you know. And I made the joke about, like, yeah, my friend in Vancouver, I joked about, like, I got to move there. There's mm -hmm. pest control in Vancouver. And then she said to me, when is it not a joke anymore, Johnny? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. I, know. I mean, you know, you, you know any good uh, uh, short-term motels you can live in there until I find a place? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's not uh, motels in general. Uh, the, the plus about sorry man we're not letting not letting any americans yeah i know you're not letting us in i don't even know why i'm <laughs> asking you know <laughs> sorry like the fact that it's close is shocking to me but but that's again a lot of that blame is on the democrats they're going to pick a guy who's going to keep it close and i think I, in a way i kind of think that's my design too buddy i'm sorry i oh, think well, they're kind of okay i think they're kind of okay with the the way things have gone on the down low uh, otherwise they'd be fighting a lot more well, no, I, That's well, what look, I look, think. We, look, I disagree on that because I think Biden is the correct choice because I know what they're fucking doing when trying to get those three states back. But you know what? We're here to talk about ledges of tomorrow. And, you know, a, a simpler time, you know, a, a nicer time in American <laughs> yeah. history um, is yeah. 1874. So before we get there, why don't you break it down with that sweet, sweet Netflix synopsis? Of this episode. In the, in the Wild West, legends team up with an old ally to fight a gunslinger with plans to use the power of a mysterious ore to rule his own country. Wait a minute. Is he back? Stinky feet. Stinky feet. No, no, no. no. Stinky feet. No, no, no. Copyright sneaky violation. Feet. Stinky feet, feet is back. That's right. Holy I'm sneaky. Shit. I had forgotten that was his name. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's me. We just had a legitimate callback character from season I one you, on this show. I bet you didn't think I'd come back so soon. <laughs> you, some, you might think a little too soon. <laughs> well, it's been a season. Oh, trust me. Um, has it has it been a full season? I feel like the other uh, Western one was late in the last season. It was a little later, yeah. but it, that, that w this wouldn't Anyways. have fit in in this yeah. one. And because visiting Jonah Hex's time becomes something they do, you know. Yeah, yeah they, I figured. You know. I, th I, like, I was just going to say, I mean, here, Outlaw Country, when I first saw that, I'm like, they're not going to go back to the old West already again. Are they? <laughs> that sure enough, they did. So that's how right away. I thought like, have they gone back to the well too quickly here? Mm, you have to think of it from a comic. Book I think there's still, there's still a ton of other set pieces. They could still do. They did the ninja one or the, the Shogun uh, one, but there's still a, a gazillion other um, kind of ideas they could have done before coming back to this true but it doesn't have one, to be you can still get to jonah x eventually and still find a way to do whatever it was they're doing here with mm. the the dwarf star or whatever um i think i think hey it, it's still a fine episode and they're still having fun it's still a good time i think it was too soon well here's the thing uh you got to look at them from a comic book perspective and if each season is a giant arc a run on the comic and one of your recurring characters is Jonah Hex, you're, he's going to appear every 10 issues or every 20 issues or yeah. something. Yeah. It, it, 
This felt too soon. This felt too soon. I would have liked to have seen him like more, maybe a Western that shows up when you're getting closer to like the third or, uh, oh yeah, like imagine like a third last episode and then they're back to the old West when things are really heating up in the big arc. Okay, well, well, I don't want to give nothing away about season three. Yeah, if if that happens, then again, then then again, then I definitely think they were, they came to the return to the well too soon here today. Well, they also want to use Jonathan Sketch or however the fuck you say his name. Yeah, he's Uh, a great actor. He's really good. He was really, really good. Okay, so it's um, we we open with. I thought we were every time I turn around, I think we're done with the fucking time pirates, and I think this is it. But we're in Liberty, Colorado, which I've never heard of, and I live here. Hmm. Could have been made up, right? Maybe, but there are so many small little towns up in the mountains and Mm -hmm. shit. You know, God knows. 1874, and there's a time pirate, and he's looking for something. And he runs into the, the bad guys, the cowboys, led by Turnbull. And uh, mm-hmm. I should have IMD'd this, IMDB'd this guy. I know. He, like was in, he was in uh, Planet Terror. Uh-huh. Uh, I, that's where I remember him um, from the most. I will look it up really quick, because I, I yeah. wanted to look him up. You look it because up. I assume that Rodriguez cast him based on, like, uh, some sort of, B movie career or something. Yeah, okay, can you remember ahead. his name? Oh, oh, good lord, I don't. Is it Jeff Fahey? Yes, yes, Jeff Fahey. Um, he was in Lost. I think this is him. Yeah, yeah, here he is. Out, outlaw Country. Quentin Turnbull. He <laughs> saw these characters from uh from the uh, Dalton Wilcox universe. I know Quentin Turnbull could be on Van Bananas for Bonanza. By the way, everyone. <laughs> Everyone who knows how much uh, Travis and I love the podcast, Bananas for Bonanza, which was originally intended to only have like a 10 episode run. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. They took a break. They're going to do another 10 episode season of it. And it makes me, in these trying times, as you heard at the beginning of the show, that makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And that, like the, uh, the promo he cut for it alone is hilarious. And the way that uh, Earwolf is in on the joke <laughs> is, is hilarious. The, Frank- I, I, like, the Frankenstein it, joke made me laugh so hard. It's really, really funny. Highly recommended. But yeah, this guy, wow. So he's like, uh, I think he's a Rodriguez favorite now, but he's, oh. he was all over Lost. He played a pi- he played one of the pilots who, who flew back the Oceanic Six, I believe in lost oh my god uh, frank I, frank lapidus okay you know um, what i only watched a handful of lost like i've said yeah but yeah. i'm picturing that guy in an airplane if he had the mm-hmm. beard i was going oh i think i know what you're talking about. yeah yeah but wow what a like what a career this guy has goes all the way back to 83 84 one life to live was his first uh credit here oh. 83 um really uh great look um they have him as a villain here. I guess you can pull it off as a an older guy because he's a really good actor. But he's got, I I love he's got those eyes that that are that I think it, with Lost and with especially from what I remember him in Planet Terror is like there's something really trusting about it. Like it looks like he could be like somebody you don't know enough mm. about, but but in the end there's something there that uh, he like kind of sticks with you. Yeah, um, maybe even that, with the eyes when we get to the scene where him and Mick, you know, when we get to the, the fun little switcheroo with him and Mick and he's just talking about his philosophy and it's yeah. because of those eyes you go oh, yeah. well, he's got a point yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Fahey or Fahey I'm not sure F-A-H-E-Y oh, yeah really awesome. great actor character actor um, yeah really cool 
So the time pirate is in a mine or some shit. And Turnbull comes up with his his men. And they mentioned Turnbull in the previous Jonah Hex episode, I believe. I think they did. Maybe they didn't. They definitely did Calvert. But, um, and Turnbull's like, hey, so... uh, you know, what you're doing in my mind or something. He's trying to you know, look this ore. It's very rare. It's more powerful than gold. We could share it, you know, and uh, they're having a little tense showdown in the time fire. He tries to pull iron on uh, Quentin Turnbull and he just kills him dead boy. Boom. Yep. And takes the, the, the very plastic. It looked like one of those plastic magnifying glasses that kids have to, yeah. to look at butterflies. Yeah. Uh, that you get in a Christmas cracker. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, say at the bottom of a box of cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, swind- they basically they swindled him out of the mag- of a MacGuffin here. Yep, they, uh, yeah. yep. And uh, so he's got you know the, the tool, and uh, so we're set up, and mm-hmm. they do the intro, and they play the Western theme again from last year, complete right. with the yeehaw, which is fun. Right. And so we cut to the team with last episode. They got something in a box from Damien Dark, but we didn't see what it was. And it's an amulet. It's another amulet. Mm-hmm. And I love the line, like, what's with bad guys in ancient amulets? Which is fun. Mm-hmm. And they're having to, they're explaining that it's a speedster who's Dark's partner. They have to explain what a speedster is to Amaya. Mick so they try to explain to Mick how a speedster can travel through time. And he goes, I'll be in my room and just leaves. <laughs> yes. We're gonna see him do that. A lot. I won't be in the rest of this episode and <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> so funny. let's talk about the B plot first, and then we can get into the, the cowboy action. Okay. Professor Stein is having oh, yeah. these flashes, mm-hmm. the headaches and flashes, and these visions of a young girl mm-hmm. or young woman, I mean. Mm-hmm. And you know, he and he and Jax are you know, they did like two different scenes where Jax is confronting him. Like, You're okay. Oh no, I'm fine. And then another time he's like, hey, don't lie to me, buddy. And he confesses what's going on. You know, he doesn't know why this is happening, but he's seeing visions. He's having Gideon scan his head and it doesn't work. And eventually him and Jax come together and Jax says, Hey, I think I know what's wrong with you. Starts to explain it. And Stein like finishes what he was going to say. Right. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And what he was going to say is, you probably fucked up history when you interacted with yourself last episode. I wish they'd said episode. And, um, and this is the result of it. You're getting new memories. And all he can remember is that he loves her. Right. Mm, And and maybe Clarissa will be mad. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Or maybe he's going to, maybe Clarissa will cease to be, or or won't have, won't have the attachment anymore. Maybe you'll completely forget about her. Whatever. Um, but see, if you hadn't told me before that future Barry Allen message doesn't get doesn't really get connected to anything, it actually I think, does. I would think, but yeah, but I would think it's directly related to what's going on with him right now. Oh, you'd think that was it because that's all they keep talking about. Yep. The future ba- the future Barry message has to do with the crossover that is. I know. Next. I know. So it's, I know. Yeah. But but it's been there too. That's been their little thing under on the down low uh, for this whole. I can see you thinking too. Yeah. And now and now they bring it up again, and then it shifts to this other thing. It's like wow, they must be. It's so one plus one equals two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> There's something else I said last episode as a joke that actually is why this is happening that I'm not going to tell you what it was. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll find out. Trust me. We'll, we'll find out during the crossover. By the way, we'll talk about this uh, right now. The crossover, I watched it already. The, the, first, mm-hmm. the first crossover, Invasion. And it's a fucking mess. We're going to have, you're going to love this. It's, you're going to okay. love what I'm going to make you watch for this. All right. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> it is a mess. And then, right. then in one season, they go, boy, what did we do wrong on that one? Let's do everything opposite. And then the next crossover is just amazing. Just, Kicks ass. Cool. So, yeah, so that Stein and his flashes, that, that's all we need to know about that. So Nate is looking at the amulet. There's like, hey, you're the historian. I did. He can't, and he's bitching. He's like, oh, man. I thought I was going to be a superhero. But I got some back to the library, brah. <laughs> Just throws the arms up. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a little... I think they really... It looked like they really edited in a, a take that took forever to get. <laughs> that, with that one little part there. And Ray, Ray, Ray throws a little shade on him. He's like, man, I thought I'd be a you know, superhero... He's like, hey, research skills are a superhero, and so is turning yeah. into steel. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know yeah. I don't, I don't have an atom suit. Shut the fuck up, stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got a suit. You're, you, you are your suit, ass face. <laughs> you think? Do you think Colossus says he doesn't have a suit? Sit down. <laughs> well, I would imagine if Colossus didn't have a, uh, a snazzy superhero suit, which were oh, foreshadowing. Uh, yes. Oh, by the way, let's just we'll just talk about it right now because I just want to bring it up. We in this episode, we get to see. And we don't see a minute yet. We get to see Nate Steele's superhero suit. It's this red, white, and blue monstrosity that we don't see a lot of <laughs> through the rest of the it just series. Doesn't match with steel. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense on the DC Comics side because Commander Steel is a red, white, and blue character. and, and mm-hmm. that's, But not with this story. No, not it doesn't with, make sense for him yeah. to have a helmet. That's they, He has a helmet. We'll see the helmet in the one or two episodes, and then they mm-hmm. go, why the fuck would he wear a helmet? That's mm-hmm. stupid. And even then, the suit becomes something you see once in a blue moon. Yeah. But, uh, Interesting. Yeah. It's you know they even make fun of it, and so <laughs> they're they're not afraid to make fun of their own shit, you know. Hmm. Like the, the suit makes a return in the season finale of this last season, in a way that makes sense, and they're like, well, that's why that that happened. But I know, see street clothes. So he's yeah he's looking at the fucking name, and remember the time seismograph? Yeah, it goes off, and Ray goes. Ooh, the trouble alert's going off. Yeah, and yeah. when that's I first... basically what it is. Well, no, that's what he said. It's the trouble alert. That's from Super Friends. Is it? That's from the Super Friends cartoon from the, the 70s and early 80s. Like, you know, they're, they're at the Hall of Justice and the trouble alert goes off. And, <laughs> and Sarah's like, I told you not to call it that. <laughs> Just, and mm-hmm. That's the little meta joke for comic book and comic book TV show nerds right there. Right. So, yeah. That's all for me. So they got to go back to the Wild West and they make Amaya tell Mick. And that's a nice little seed because we get to see how their relationship develops in this episode, which I liked. Because he's an animal, Travis. And she's going to help calm him. Yeah, and, uh, I laughed out loud at, at that conversation when she said that, making that connection. Oh, my. <laughs> 
it it is so it, you're going to be so surprised by seeing the a the evolution of the vixen character mm-hmm. and then where they go from her as an actress on the show you know because right no, again yeah, not spoiling anything but actors remain parts change on legends of tomorrow you know, mm-hmm. it, it's that kind of show mm-hmm. oh and another and another thing that might be clunky because people have pointed this out she's british and she, and she's a very young actress and this might be one of her first times doing a quote-unquote american accent even though she's an african warrior mm-hmm. and that could explain some of the stiltedness initially mm-hmm. here i think I she's think. just she's just she's green she she comes off as green um but i i th- like in, in this i was just i was hating the dialogue like that like uh, over like there's a reason why the dumb guy got the metaphors because they were dumb metaphors i think <laughs> like uh, the way she's talking i i i'm used to That's working funny. with animals like oh boy all it right let's talk about this now so mick and amaya and we'll get into reasons why but at the they have she's gonna do this then uh, he loses control later and she confronts him. And he's like, oh, I'm just an animal. And she's trying to be like, I think you're more than that. And then they have this scene at the end, which I thought was sweet, but you know, the criticisms are correct where, and the, is, uh, she's talking about the fire. And she's like, she doesn't yeah. like freak oh, out. She doesn't freak in. out. That's how it wraps up with like a with like him looking at a, a Bunsen burner. Like, well, no, because Mick so... is no, because he's a pyromaniac. I know, I know. And she's like, "It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful, like, isn't that's it?" So stupid. It's so like, stupid. You've got to do a better. You've got to so do a run back on that, man. No, I don't. Yeah. You, maybe, but it comes off to me so Diana Deanna Troy Star Trekky. Like that's something Deanna Troy would say walking in on on a pyromaniac on a spaceship, yeah. and. But you know, she's like, that's why animals are a favorite, da da da. And uh and he's and, and she starts speaking as she said in really obvious metaphors, and he's like, You gotta get to the point or you gotta start just keep talking in metaphors. So like, yeah, I know what a metaphor is. Don't tell the rest of them. Don't tell the rest of them. Which that little part is what I that is such a small seed to what becomes a major plot point in, in seasons to come about McRory might you know you might know a little bit about the written word let's just say mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what a metaphor is mm-hmm. but I don't know I at the time when I saw this at first and then and then she like opens a beer with them you know they're cool because they weren't you know, two, a couple episodes ago she wanted to kill them mm-hmm. you know now they're buddies Mm-hmm. and uh i understand what they're trying to do i just like i'm fine with it's good that they're at, at this the time now, character wise but i just thought the execution between I, I really didn't like their scenes in this when when they when this first aired i was thinking look at the oh they're gonna do a, a love interest uh mm-hmm. storyline with these two I, that's where my mind went maybe and even though clearly not because of course it's gonna be with you know nate mm-hmm. but to me, I'm just like, come on, let Mick get the girl because Mick's my favorite fucking character. <laughs> I'm yeah, sitting there I can me. tell. I, I can tell. I don't. I don't love him as uh, I don't love the character as much as you do. It takes I so like. I, I also, I don't like the. I don't like. I don't love the actor. I don't. I don't hate him, but oh, I don't. I don't think you, it's. Sir. I don't think he's. Uh, I really don't think he's uh, as as you know groundbreaking i, I don't I, I don't love groundbreaking what's groundbreaking i know i know 
Maybe I'm just not. I'm just not in love with his performance as much as you are. He's playing Heat Wave exactly as I would picture Heat Wave to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Of course, in the comics, sometimes it gets a little too deep onto his psychosis and all this shit. But Mm. the initial Silver Age Heat Wave. He was one of the Flash's rogues in the 60s. And he was one of the first rogues in the 70s where, who turned good and, right. and stopped being, you know, he didn't really become a superhero, but stopped becoming a supervillain and became one of the Flash's friends. Yeah. And that's loosely what they're doing here. Is like, he's a villain. He was a villain. Were you going to make him a hero? And I just, I don't know. I, He's the comic relief. I fucking love him, and I can do his voice. So, yeah, it's that voice. I think the voice is kind of like it's like my wife walking. What is that voice? <laughs> like I know, I know. It does take me out sometimes, and it takes it like it feels really affected in parts for me. And he's still developing too as a character. Maybe I mean, they're, maybe, they're still maybe. They're, they are. I mean, he doesn't stay like this. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he becomes, I know, I know. He becomes more well rounded and he's not constantly growling. Mm -hmm. You know, the dude will get there. So they're in the Wild West. Nate is getting, trying to get dressed in the cowboy gear and he says, I'm wearing spurs. Don't know how to use them, but I'm wearing spurs. (laughs) That made me giggle. And Ray finds Nate's sketch of his costume that he, he did you draw yourself a superhero costume? No, no, yeah, yeah, I did. And you know, it's silly looking, and then we already talked about that. So they're in the Wild West. They're undercover in their Western gear. Same mm-hmm. costumes, pretty much, from the last episode, which I, I love that little bit of. We kept those around, right? Because it's the exact same ones from the characters who were uh, Interesting. there last time. That's funny. And, they're probably thinking action figures at this point. Oh, <laughs> hey, I there's a Sarah Lance action figure I saw on on in a picture on a, in a picture on Twitter. Yeah. recently but that's it oh really that, yeah that, that yeah, i saw that there's there's arrow action figures like from i've never show. seen them in a i've never I seen have. them in a store I have. yeah I saw well, they them. film it there of course they do yeah <laughs> that's yeah they're not in america they, they made a limited run and they're only selling them to people who might have seen them filming this show across uh, the street from a museum yeah, yeah it's all like a, it's a conversation starter <laughs> oh i saw them filming that down at the observatory uh, uh, oh you're a green arrow fan you got a bunch on display no 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 it's just you know down at the art gallery <laughs> young oliver queen was running for office <laughs> and then oh and then i was there for a christmas party i couldn't bring my spouse to <laughs> exactly <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so they find Jonah Hex and he's about to be hung. And yeah. Nate steps in, you know, just walks in, steals up. They shoot at him. He catches a bullet in his teeth. You know, that doesn't Hex, make any yeah. sense. Is he, does he have enhanced, uh, um, steel teeth? No. no, but does he have enhanced like reflexes? Is he capable of catching a, a, a bullet in his teeth? Like he's like swatting away bullets. He could have just stood there and took You know them. what? I didn't I didn't even think about There's that. No, it's so. impossible. You have to be in like like crazy reflexes you to catch. Wonder him. Woman. That's a Wonder Woman shit. Yes. Wonder yes. Woman could do it. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Hey, look, he, he bounces bullets like Wonder Woman in this. He, uh-huh. he he he's literally a man of steel and he's mightier than a locomotive. So yeah, right, come on. Right, right. Yeah, I never I didn't think about it. I was just like, huh, I, 
huh, you're right. Huh, huh, who cares? I like that he, when he overdoes it with the uh, cowboy talk afterwards. So. Oh, yeah. You get on out of here. Get, get it. Get, get, get. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> but Sarah, uh, but uh, Hex gets knocked off the horse and he's swinging and Sarah shoots the fucking rope, which is fucking cool. And, yeah. and they send the bad guys on their way. And Hex is like, oh, shit, they're back. And, yeah. uh, and so they get on the ship. I like that they, yeah, they okay. kind of, I like that they put two and two together that the time quake is they had to be there to save mm-hmm. Hex from hanging because if they hadn't been there Hex would have died. Um but that see, here's what I, I like I think they could use the time quake here as like a you know it's like a just do a bunch of quantum leaps, you know what I mean? Just turn the show into quantum leaps. Oh, there's a time quake, we got to get here now and this is what we got to fix. Well, never, said, there's no time quakes now. The seismograph says before a time quake's going to happen. Yeah. So the actual thing that would have been the time quake was Quentin Turnbull starting his own country. Right. Yeah. Right. But they do hint at it. As Hex but you know says, what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean. Like the, the, the seismograph thing. I'm a Bob yeah. or whatever. The trouble it's, alert. It's the trouble yeah, alert. The trouble alert. Great. Uh, that, that, uh, whenever that, I like that being their like quantum leap kind of thing. Right. That's yeah. how you can, that's how you can get away with it. You could, you could, I, you could, <gasps> that fucking machine around forever and that's how you that's your monster of the week uh excuse and they adapt it they 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 adapt the trouble alert into other things that does the same thing depending on what sort of villain they're facing i like the old old school kind of looking um uh liar lie detector tests or like you know uh, (laughs) that's i like the look of it it's cool so Hex, I guess they're on the yeah, they're on the ship. He's looking for rip. He's like saved by a Philly. Jonah Hex is not an ally uh, until the end of this episode. To be perfectly honest, but, of course. Well, he's his, supposed to be he's supposed to be from 1874. Right, but his fit take reactions to finding out about stuff, I loved. I thought it, they were funny because they fill they fill him in that uh, Sarah's the captain. He just looks at, like in shock, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like "But you're a lady." Mm-hmm. You are a lady, rat. And she's like, you know, I can yes. kill you where you stand. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, mm, whoever breaks hers in for a wild ride. And yeah. and Mick says, too bad this Philly is into other Phillies. And then thinks that's the funniest thing he's ever said and goes, ha ha. I do <laughs> like that he kind of laughed at it. Yeah. He laughs at his own joke. And, yeah. and Hex is taking a drink of whiskey and does a it, it's the spit take where you gulp it so you don't do a spit take. He's like, don't say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you gotta pay. You gotta you gotta pay a sack of gold dust at Al Swergen's whorehouse to see some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get in a Deadwood record. That Deadwood Boys podcast, though, eh, it's fine, but you know. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Hex telling him that he's after Turnbull and Nate comes in, who this Turnbull? And apparently that's the big thing. But like I said, from the Rocky Mountains uh, West, now in the future, it's Turnbull country. You know, America's cut in half. Uh, that's the big uh, time quake bullshit. So they ride into town and you say everyone's been run off or working in the mines. And Sarah gets a plan. Because they're like, Turnbull must be upstairs. We need to get him outside. How do we do this? Okay. Mick, go in there and 
just cause chaos, start a fight. That'll get him outside, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. And you three, go pretend to be taxmen. <laughs> or accountants or whatever. Accountants. Uh, which, by the way, there's only one thing I'm going to read in the IMDb, but someone pointed out when they... When, when, so Nate, Jax, and Ray uh, go into Turnbull's uh, office looking for ledgers and shit. And that's where they find mention of this ore and they get confronted by the bad guys. The guy with the beard made me fucking laugh. He was just right out of central cast and like, mm-hmm. his delivery is like, Mr. Turnbull don't like tax men. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Now why'd you have to go and say something like that and go to pump you full of lid on him? You know, mm. Wow. He was, he was going for it. Yeah, he was a Western. And uh, so they introduced themselves that they're from the the IRS, uh, Internal Revenue Service. And someone had to point out, I was like, well, it wasn't called the IRS in 1874. It wasn't called the IRS until blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who fucking cares? Mm. (laughs) It's, I mean, would that, would that, I mean, does that bother you hearing that? That, or does that, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I know you're a perfectionist. Like, here's something. Like, I, I remember working with a with a colleague who uh, was trying to do a radio play, and um, there, it was like uh, supposed to be like this kind of. It was like an Indiana Jones type thing where we were doing it on stage, and I remember he'd written the line where like uh, where we we're getting chased by like a tiger or something. And it's mm-hmm. like like if we don't get out of here, we're gonna be uh, whiskers. Like, and I'm like was whiskers around in like the 30s and 40s and like he insisted on keeping it and what's that, that whiskers shit, whiskers w-h-i-s-k oh is that cat food yeah okay yes, now that's right? just okay now that's just blatantly right stupid. So, so, so little things like that bug me but um, you wouldn't have even known that right when you heard that I about mean, the irs i didn't know that uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't have but but i mean it's worth it if if you're going to try to do period pieces you should you know yeah little things like that like i i, I can get why it might hey I, I, not only do uh, uh the old uh, comic book fans watch the show but apparently some accountants as well oh and, and apparently guys- apparently um number one uh, you'll get this just got the message back of course it's what i thought it was everything's fine um uh, <laughs> okay great awesome. yeah I, I, I had to share that with you um so <laughs> yeah but here's the thing I'm going to go with the comic book defense. And if they're writing a comic book and they were going to use that plot device, Stan Lee wouldn't have looked up. Hey, true believer, you know, and someone would have sent it. He's like, you get your no prize for that. You know, that'd yep. get you a no prize from Stan. Yeah, you, for sure. That'd you know. get you a no prize. That would get you a no prize. <laughs> and that's good. That's a, that's part of the comic book tradition. Yeah. But the best thing about a no prize is it's nothing. It was an, you get an envelope with nothing in it. Cause it's nonsense. <laughs> but dude, uh, if I could get a no prize, if I could get written up uh, back in the day in the eighties, like if I could have it in print that I want a no prize, I, would I wanted one. So my grandkids. Bad. Yeah, like, of course. That's bad. I, so, I wanted the envelope. So bad. As I, could. <laughs> I never wrote in all my years. I had over 5,000 comic books. I never wrote a letter. Yeah, never wrote one letter. I barely ever read them. But, but T M Maple, the Mad Maple, he's one of your uh, he's one of your folks. I remember you guys talking about you and Kelly talking about him a while back. Sounds like an interesting guy. Oh yeah, uh, they had to ban him. <laughs> yeah, interesting, fascinating. So oh, go ahead. 
no, keep going. These guys are accountants. And then we got oh, right. so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so first, there's a first, uh, there's a longer scene here with uh, Hex and Sarah. I remember yeah. seeing it. Sarah and Hex are having a talk. At one point, Ray pretends he's chewing tobacco. And, and I think Jack's like, are you chewing tobacco? He's like, no, Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. When Brandon Routh delivers little lines like that, like I said, last season, I really tore into him. But here, when he's just doing little shit like that, just it, those are little giggles for me. I'm just like, that's kind of funny. Now, while you're spitting your Tootsie Roll out, I don't know. Mm. You chose mm. to chew it and eat your Tootsie Roll. But, you know, I've eaten a lot of Tootsie Rolls where there is saliva that builds up. You don't spit it out. You swallow it because it's chocolatey and delicious. But, and it's just because he doesn't want to to put actual tobacco in his mouth. So he oh, maybe to, that's it. That's it. Yeah, he, yeah. It's, it's a it's it's an undercover substitute. Mm, substitute. Didn't, uh, so Sarah's talking to Hex, realizes that he's got a vendetta. She's trying to tell him, "Look, I know all about vendettas." And so when Ray and Jax and Nate beat up the bad guys and steal their clothes, of course, um, they do this bit as they're leaving. We're like, "What should we do?" And Ray's like, well, we should go back to the ship, but nah, come on, let's go have some fun. Let's cowboy up. And they all start slapping each other on the back, like, yeah, yeah. And they do it way too long that it's obvious this is a gag. They're just like, they just keep slapping each other on the back yeah. just ridiculously and then smile and leave the scene. Yes. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And so Mick and Amaya, they're in the bar. Because, oh, Sarah sends Amaya in with Mick to keep him To make sure, yeah, yeah. It doesn't get too things. crazy. So they're drinking, getting shots. Mick starts cheating at Blackjack. He's winning a lot of money. He's making a fucking scene. You know, play this piano player. And Turnbull comes down. He's like, hey, what you doing? And he's like, oh, it's with your money I'm winning. And pulls out a Zippo lighter and lights the money. Okay. Someone pointed out that as an anachronism, and I'm like, some men just want to watch the world burn, Master Wayne. Watch money burn. (laughs) But someone pointed out, like, well, that's an anachronism of the Zippo lighter in 1874. I was like, that's no, he has a Zippo lighter. Now maybe Turnbull should have said, "Well, I never done seen a lighter like that." But I'm sure. Fuck. (laughs) The fuck (laughs) you got in your hand. <laughs> That's how they became friends. Because what happens yeah. is they're because the whole thing is oh, a big fight's gonna happen. They go to commercial and they're like hanging out because they're two fucking criminals. So it's it, like one big metal match. Yeah. How many of those you got? <laughs> so like once you light it once, you gotta throw it away like a regular match. No, no, no. You just every time. Up. Look. Every time. The fuck. Hey. Yep. I've had. I stole this off my father's uh, corpse that I, you know, set on fire myself. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? I think we have. Yep. <laughs> drinks, drinks for me and my friend. Yeah, he he does a Mickey Rourke in a Barfly. How about drinks for all my friends? You're, have you ever seen uh, Barfly with Mickey Rourke? Barfly? No, I've never watched it. It's one of the. It's really good, and it's but it's one of those movies that it's 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 based on Bukowski, uh, yeah. And at the end of it, it's just it's one of those ones you feel just sad and dirty. At, at the end, you're just like, oh, sure. Just, Does he just drink yeah. himself to death? Basically, they're like leaving Las Vegas. No, no, well, not that bad. Not that bad. Yeah. This this ends triumphantly. He sold some poetry and this that and the other thing but none of this is to be celebrated <laughs> it's yeah. just it's it's rough it's a mm. rough flick man 
but not leaving Las Vegas rough. <laughs> That's different kind of rough. That was so rough. We watched it twice in a in a month because I just couldn't believe how fucking I'm like. Fuck! God damn. Happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the saddest fucking movie I've ever seen. And the and unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's been so long since I watched it. I just remember it just being just rough. Like, you know. I don't care how much fucking money that drunk had. There's no way that high class hooker was yeah. going to stay hanging around and fall in love with him. Mm. Nope. Mm. Nope. That was a was that Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. Mm. Uh, both of them won Oscars for that, I believe. Oh, it's, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh Everyone shits on uh, Nicolas Cage, you know, with good reason for lots of things. But that movie, man, woof. When Nicolas Cage wants to be an actor, he can be a great actor. But a lot of times he's a performer. But And as a performer, like if you're not on board for that performance, mm-hmm, I get then, then, yeah, then, then who cares? Oh, no, like, no. I mean, it's not going to, you know what I mean? Oh, but I get I mean, that. And I enjoy, yeah. I no, I enjoy when Nicolas Cage goes all vampires kiss and shit. Sure. You know, or like, yeah, or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, that, that's fine. I'm talking about like, and boy, look at what he has to be in because he spent all of his money on dinosaur eggs and action comics number one. And I you do know. love that he's kind of fucking nuts, though, and a fucking nerd. He's a nerdy nutter. He's a it big nerdy nutter. <laughs> he, 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 he named his son Kal-El, so I mean... Yeah, he's a big nerdy nutter with more money than God. Or he and had think, more like, money probably, than God. I think he probably still does. He must be still collecting. Like, no, he got, yeah. no, 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 here's the problem with guys like that. The um they used to call it something else, but now it's the IRS, as we know by this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember him. Yeah, dude. Also, quickly, just want uh, him mm-hmm. in um Spider Man Noir in. Uh, oh, he's uh, great. He's fantastic as Spider Man Noir. Work so fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember like the uh, in one of the. Uh, uh, documentaries or something with the filmmakers of we're talking about into the spider-verse yeah. so these uh, when they're getting him to read for the role it's like oh oh you want me Guess to go just fu- hold on hold on hold on hold on <laughs> before you hold on you say that again let me i my, i have netflix on in the background but just on pause and just shows you know what's on as soon as you start talking about that this the still shot for spider-verse came on that's yeah yeah fucking shit brother that's hilarious so say that again that's please up. say that again Oh, you want me to go full cage? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yeah. So, All right. we cut to Ray and the team. And this is one of the silly parts of this that I don't care how dumb it is. It makes me fucking laugh because I go back to it. Ray and the team infiltrate the camp. And they're wearing bandanas over their faces. So... People go, that might be Bill. I don't know what, for whatever reason, there's a lot of, we got to hide our faces behind bandanas. Like we were kids playing cowboy. And right. so they, they come in and one of the guys says, Hey, who are you? I don't recognize you. And Nate says, <laughs> he says, well, that's probably because of our new bandanas. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. They were also kind of making fun of like, this is, this is a dumb scene. They're kind of making fun of them, the fact that this is a dumb scene. They're also making fun of a Western TV trope. A, the I Western suppose. TV trope. They are. Don't trust me. There's a yeah, Western yeah. TV trope. I Look, you listen to Bonanza's for Bonanza. I watched Bonanza and all that shit. Yeah. There was a whole lot of, we're going to sneak into the, the outlaws camp and just put bandanas over your face. It, it's mm-hmm. That's the joke. That's what they were going for. Um, 
and it works because then Ray's like, there's like, was your buddy crazy? And he's like, well, you could shoot his brains out, but he ain't got none. And they just all laugh. Ha, 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 and it right, works. right this way, Haas. Yeah, for yep. sure. <laughs> and so they find the dwarf star. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. They find the ore. And Ray's like, holy shit, this is dwarf star. That's you know, where I you know, get my ad- the atom powers from. You know, in the comics, dwarf stars, yeah, he, he makes it into a belt. You know, in this, it's an Iron Man outfit, but that's okay. What, that's what I was going to ask. So, like, so what a dwarf star is is uh, like, uh, where does it fall on the element oh. chart? <laughs> like oh, a lot of element like chart, Krypton, or like, you know what I mean? Like, is it like uh, or kryptonite? You it's know, it's really like, hard for me to remember. Look, is it closer to like an adamantium or a? No, uh, well, that's Marvel, so that's you know. You I'm just trying to you just think of a. Uh, I don't know. Parallel. Here, well, here's why. Because the Adam, while being a beloved character, has been around forever. Not a lot to him in the comics up until the 80s where they tried to do some stuff. And I was like, <laughs> it's Dwarf Star, and he uses it to shrink. And okay, you know, that's it's in his belt, and that's all it ever was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't compare it to Kryptonite or any of the various other Kryptonites, Travis, like gold kryptonite which robs kryptonians of their powers blue kryptonite which only affects bizarros um white kryptonite which red kryptonite which does all kinds of wacky shit Uh, i think white kryptonite kills plants there's a rainbow kryptonite i know i'm a kryptonite that one just sounds like a wild card like you can use it however you like (laughs) it's no it's the best one (laughs) Mm, i see what you're saying i see what you're saying no, see, someone came up with it was the sixties. They came up with a rainbow kryptonite, and they're like, "It's gonna turn Superman gay for forty-eight hours." Hmm. And and Mort Weisinger went, "We can't have that. These are for children." Gayer, you should say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he just toyed between Lois and Lana in those old ones, just yeah, fucking yeah. with them because yeah, he had yeah. no interest. No. He only had eyes for Jimmy. Well, bizarro he wanted that that weird bizarro <laughs> yeah because he wanted the same size as him he was a narcissist as well it's like <laughs> be hard to have a relationship because bizarro's like me hate superman be like, exactly. oh, love you it's all about self love you too. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> no means yes like it's all sadomasochist <laughs> he's a freak he's a deviant <laughs> superman is a homosexual and a deviant that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> here's here's a bit on this show where they either film something and cut it for time, or maybe you can explain it, being you know the professional that you are. So they find the fucking door star, and they find uh, uh, the scanner. Yeah, some sort of futuristic tech. Yeah, Jack says oh, this must have belonged to the time pirate. And what, how do you know there's a fucking time? There in, and mm-hmm. no point on this show did they say, oh, a time pirate went back or nothing. So they must have filmed that and cut it and for cut time. it out. Yeah. yeah. I was confused too. I thought it was weird. I thought, I think they should have just cut the, I don't know, whatever. That, it's it a little that's sloppy. In, that, that's an indicator that they had more than they could fit into their 42 minutes, I think. Probably, yeah. What the fuck? You might be right. So, yeah. we. It have- looked cool. It looked better than a lot of their um, oh, yeah. uh, stuff looks. <laughs> oh, it was very, pl- it was plastic. 
<laughs> it yeah, but it looked, like when he turned it on, it looked like a mm-hmm. it looked it looked, it looked good. <laughs> you know, I'll sit and watch a Star Trek original series and go, you know what? The, the communicators look I fine to me. Noise. I heard the noise. I heard the noise. It worked. Yep. All I got to hear is that fucking noise. And like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mick and Turbo, like we say, we're hitting it off. Uh, Hex is pissed off. He storms in. Uh, everyone pulls their guns on fucking Hex. Everyone. Because they said everyone works for Turnbull. Everyone pulls their guns, including the waitress slash prostitute pulls a gun too. And mm-hmm. I don't know why that made me laugh, but that made me laugh. I was like, mm-hmm. she's the waitress. And she's like, nope. Every, just all the guns. That's, that's Tarantino shit. <laughs> I hadn't really noticed. And uh, I, I, I tend to watch these a lot. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. I watch once just to get a gist of it. Then I watch again for notes now. I'm really mm-hmm. subjecting myself to this for, this, for this show. For all of you, the listeners. You're a fan. And, uh, oh, trust me. Sometimes, sometimes I'll watch one. I'm like, hey, that was better than I thought. And then the second time I watch it to take notes, I was like, no, no, it wasn't. And then you'll <laughs> go on and go, I was surprised how good that episode was. I was like, I don't know what's going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and so Turnbull has dwarf star laced bullets mm-hmm. we see one fired here and this was a really fun fun bar fight oh the yeah bar fight was uh, yeah big bar fight everything's going nice uh, he fires but before he gets sarah comes in and whips his arm like indiana jones and so he doesn't kill hex big fight mix going nuts boom shit's blowing up left and right uh they're outside mix going after turnbull and he's like oh, i thought we were friends like, i have no friends but he's out of ammo and boom, mm-hmm. here comes a dwarf star bullet, and Nate turns into steel and stands in front and takes a bullet for Mick. And then we go to commercial, and we're going to take a quick break from the show, talk a little bit about, do we have anything else going on besides Mystery <laughs> Science Theater? Well, I missed, well, Mystery Titans Theater. No, no, uh, no, not that. Just you know, talking about Mystery Science Theater. You a Joel guy or a Mike guy? <laughs> I Joel, Joel, when it, uh, definitely. I don't hate Mike, but but Joel had uh, more of the more memorable episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, we do have Mystery Titans Theater coming up uh, in uh, this Saturday. Uh, I don't want to give away the possible guest in case he doesn't show up because he might show up again. If he can't do it, like he's he, we're really close to getting somebody who's going to be really funny and a lot of fun. Uh, if not, it'll be Johnny and me and, and maybe somebody else. We'll see. Uh, but we are wrapping up a Toronto trilogy. We're looking forward to that. And also, I'm excited to announce that Yours, Mine, and the Truth will be returning oh, um, in about a week. Uh, actually, exactly a week. I've, I've signed up with uh, two more guys. Um, this is the equivalent of back. Do you remember when you and um, Kelly T. Nelson were doing imaginary stories and they were, mm-hmm. for a while, it was the more obscure stuff. Then you sold out and you did Spider Man. This is me selling out on. on the truth because we're doing uh mario brothers games i want to stick with video games and mario brothers is so huge right now and i am so because it's the 35th anniversary of super mario brothers and i am so just obsessed with i got mustache fever baby um i've just been playing all the games and we are going to talk about which games mustache fever yeah 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 oh man dude i love mario games hold on in canada so hold on so in canada was there a a hit single much like pac-man fever we had in the early 80s called mustache fever Mustache fever, no, about no, mario 
Just okay. a term I'm making up. That's uh, okay. just like uh, I got I, mustache I, fever. Mustache fever. I was gonna go. I'm a little Italian. Italian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be joined by uh, my old podcast partner Max Mitchell, who you oh. know we did, a, we did an episode of Mystery Titan Theater with, as well as uh, a, a friend of mine who. Have, who I know is like one of the biggest Mario fans. Uh, I know Kevin McKenzie. Uh, that's in a week we're going to record that, so it should drop probably a little while after that to put it all together. I'm excited because, as you as you said last time, this doesn't require as much research uh, as some of these other ones because I've just been playing all these games all the time lately. So I'm 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 ready to to get into it. Um, yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. Yours, mine, the truth. All right, before we get back to the show, I am DB Curious. Now, the reviews for this, there's literally only two on IMDb, two reviews, both of which are from guys who always do reviews, and it's all fine. You know, it, it's there's nothing funny to goof on or anything. It's nothing particularly outstanding, but there's like, oh, I think it's a, you know, 7.6, here's what I liked, here's what I didn't like, so fine. So in the goofs, now, with an episode of Legends of Tomorrow, I guess any TV show that has this many guns in it, I think we know what the goofs are going to be. With the, <laughs> we've talked about this. The firearms, et cetera. Constantly. However, there's one in particular that I have to point out because this is bonkers. These are some <laughs> ears. These are some, these are Kryptonian level ears. Listen to this. In the saloon, this is from, let's say, audio visual. Oh, no, that's what he just calls it. Whoever. In the saloon, when Hex pulls his guns, the gun cocking sound is heard. It is then heard again as he levels them at Turnbull. In the response to this, when everyone in the saloon pulls a gun, one of the gun cocking sounds heard is that of a semi-automatic pistol, which did not exist at that time. How the fuck... Can that dude here figure that out? Every like I, we, we just described it. The entire mm -hmm. full saloon turns yes. around and cocks all their guns. So they used every sound effect they had. Someone in the sound effects slipped in a fun from a semi-automatic. This motherfucker's ears. He's he's got superpowers. That's awesome. That's hilarious. See, I see. Here's what I want to find out because there's guns in a lot of American TV. We should just like look at like Hawaii Five O or oh, something boy. like that, it's be, it's and be. IMDb, and see if it just has some of the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, I do need to do a cross reference to see if this is is this is this just somebody? Is this a, and it's all like this one dude? <laughs> no, I read them, man. It's just it's tons of different people. I know, I know. I'm sure it's just tons of different people. But I'm, I'm just saying but that. that's something else, man. I read that one because the other stuff is just like, well, that didn't exist then, or blah blah blah. This guy's sure. like. In the midst of a hundred sound effects, I heard the one that was an, an anachronism. <clears throat> There's a possibility that I bet you if we hear it now, be like, that might be like that, that could have been a joke. That could have been like a sound joke, like the way that again the aforementioned Chris Miller and Phil Lord always throw in a uh, a dolphin sound okay. effect. Now that's okay. Now that's on the level of your. I think people who work for this show do the reviews level of crazy if on this show they're gonna go you know what have you looked at these imdb reviews and the guys with the guns let's see what happens let's no no i know it's gonna be a hundred sounds from the old web I, I, 99 
one <laughs> semi-automatic. Let's say just, it could just be at the very say. end, right? Because like that could be a joke. Like again, if you probably hear it, it might sound like a joke. I'd probably have to listen. If it's if I hear it again, I, I, look, I'm never going to listen to it again. I'm never going to watch this episode again. But it, it, it is possible that maybe it was done like a. Uh, as a bit of a joke. I don't know. I'm just trying to give, I'm trying to give this guy, this time I'm believing this is a real person and I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not <laughs> shitting on him. I'm saying he should be a superhero. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. That's I super do. hearing. That's something he, that that's daredevil shit. Is he, I bet you he's a blind lawyer. I bet <laughs> daredevil is doing IMDb goofs for legends of tomorrow. Hell's kitchen from hell's kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all bloodied and bandaged, surrounded by ninjas that are boring. Get you know. back and make this comment. <laughs> yeah, just s- scraping along the oh, sidewalk. I bleed out. <laughs> That's the best. So we're back at Legends. Nate's in the sick bay. He's hurt. There's a nice, cute little thing where Gideon's like, oh, his chances of survival are 51%. He's like, you couldn't just say better than average. Uh, Sarah... Mm-hmm confronts hex sticks a knife in the table and you know what's your fucking problem you know why aren't you following the plan and he says something and she's like it's captain lance and i know i know you don't like taking orders from a woman but you're gonna like getting your ass kicked by one even less Ooh, <laughs> la dee da saucer of milk T- table two. So, pardon, pardon me, fellas. I thought I'd step in. Travis, step I in. thought. Travis, I thought. I thought you only let him in once before he has to go back. He, to the he just, with you sign. know, any chance to be sexist, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna jump on okay. it. That's the drawback. I mean, it's. I mean, at first when you see him, it's kind of like one of those guys, uh, like he shows up at a party you haven't seen for a long. On his time. mule, right? Because we already established that he literally rides a mule around Vancouver. Yeah, the sign. but he like it's one of those guys that stays at the party a little too long, you know. Mm. Um, but we got it, buddy. We got it. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, Dick. I understand I like the plight of the homeless, and I think <laughs> are welcome on this show. Yeah, at all times, we do what we can. Um, Sarah and the heck. So, so he explains the beef here that he's got yes. with Turnbull, right? Mm-hmm. We mentioned in the last uh, Western episode, we heard about Calvert, and that's the city that blew up because Rip left. That's all we know. Now we find out Jonah Hex kind of led a rebellion against uh, uh, Turnbull and his men because uh, they were just a bunch of criminals. And uh, he'd teach them all a lesson. He took every man, woman, and child in Calvert, put them in a church, burned it, killed them all. And that's how he was in there too, and he survived. And that's how he got his scar. Which you know, is right. not canon uh, really? in the comic books, but I'm it works here. Uh, of course, you know. <laughs> really is is Jonah Hex like not disfigured at all? No scar. Oh, he's told no. That's his gimmick. The, the whole Jonah Hex thing is that he's hideously uh, hideously yeah. deformed with that that strip of skin that goes over his lip. Yeah, that's the Jonah Hex. Like in the in the comic, he also has a big buggy eye. You know, yeah. it's a little more grotesque. Yeah, but this um, looks that good. little that little flap of skin. There was one quick shot where the angle of it just looked awful. It just looked so plasticky and fl- and flopping around. They, they got to shoot tough. around that thing really carefully. You can tell, and he's got to keep his mouth shot uh, uh, a lot. It, for it like, affects his uh, delivery too a lot. Yeah, and he's yeah, working in yeah. it. it No, it, yeah. it, it's one of those 
bits of makeup. And trust me, that Josh Brolin Jonah Hex movie, which I saw like 10 minutes of, it stunk. Did it? Not any better. You know, that's something that looked great on the page and they have to do it that way. It's got to be, you know, it won't be Jonah Hex without that. And uh, yeah, it, it's flopping around a little bit. How many times yeah. did they have to cut and that thing yeah. oh, and come back face. in with with adhesive, dude? I like I, you think I don't know about where the that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's that shit on my lip. Uh, you can see actual takes from my the the uh, Farm Bureau ads I've done where it or some stuff that they use where I can tell. Oh God, I can't believe they kept that. It looks like it's still kind of falling off my face. Like I notice it more, right? Of course, did you call your agent? God yeah. damn it, Marty. Uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, like, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. I should say, I can't believe it's not like I can't believe it. I'm surprised they kept it. I don't care that they kept it because I'm still getting all fucking priority tracks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. And so, yeah, and then he tells her all about it. Uh, and she says, you know, you have your invented, your, I have my own turnbolt, you know, Damien Dark. So finally, you know, he's calmed down. They're comparing notes. Uh, this is one of these other Mick and Amaya scenes before we get to the last one. She's like, why'd you lose control? And he's like, I'm an animal who just wants to drink and watch the world burn. And I'm not part of the team. They keep me on a leash. Yes. I'm not an animal. And this is where she says, I happen to know a thing or two about animals. I think that was the la- the, the end yeah. scene, actually. Yeah. This is when he just chases her off. And he's like, hey, I'm no victim. You know, there's one yeah. thing you can say about him. He's... <laughs> he's like, I've done it all to myself. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Nate and Ray are in sick bay. Now, just you'll see them as we go on with the show, but there are two real things that happen here in this episode that become very much mainstays of this show. Uh, number one, Nate and Ray broing out. Mm-hmm. The, the bromance of Nate and Ray becomes a major part of this show. And it's fun because it's not two bros doing it. It's Ray Palmer doing it. It stays in his character, the the Boy Scout character, and Nate. So it becomes actually very sweet and fun. And Nate, he's telling, he's laying there talking about when he was a kid, telling Ray about his bully, Shane Brocklin, who broke his nose. Now, first of all, that's got to be a real person. That's got to be a real person. Either that or the worst. Either that or the worst. uh, Or it's just like the last minute. Wait, this is, we still haven't written the name of the uh, the guy's Shane name here. Um, how about uh, we just go with a uh, Shane Brocklin? So who's on the writing team? The old WWF uh, name yeah, uh, totally guys right. from 2010? T-Bar. No, no, now, like T-Bar and Mace. Yeah, I read about that. Jack. Yeah, I read about that. That's like, they're like, hey, you know what everyone missed? You know, the Disciples of Apocalypse, Eight Ball and Skull. Like, okay, yeah. T-Bar, though. T-Bar is really funny. T-Bar. That's I, 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 like what you see when a woman like bends over too far. You see that <laughs> she's wearing a thong. It's a <laughs> you know, I think I make a lot of money in Boulder with a tea bar. You know, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Like, you just think, like, what do you I have here? Tea. tea. Just yeah, Earl Grey. Earl Grey, chamomile. No, nothing but Earl Grey. It's for yeah. Star Trek fans, and it's uh, you only get Earl Grey assholes if you come to my engage. tea bar. The name of it, it's called Engage. It's engage. Oh. Oh shit! We're, we're gonna be rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, or it's definitely you know it's my cousin's name. He's the bully. And, and, and Shane Brocklin broke Nate's nose in two places when he was a kid. You see, because Nate, I like Nate's delivery here. He's just he's he, it's a little breathy, like you know he's recuperating. 
And and that's when he said to her, he's like, that's, you know, I, after he broke my nose in two places, but I was no longer movie star handsome. I was TV handsome. I had more of a, I don't know, like a, 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 a Breck and Meyer quality. Dude, dude, oh, as soon as he said, as soon as he said he broke, he's got his nose broke, I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down bit completed. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to you, loyal Gideon guys listeners, yep. I will make a, a Breck and Meyer reference for every episode of this season. Hey, Nate's in every episode of, well, almost every episode of the rest of this <laughs> series. Let's see if we can do that because that'd oh, be some some. I could be like faded on the way. Up. Oh shit, Breck and Meyer, Breck and Meyer, Breck and Meyer. <laughs> so they're having a nice little. Uh, he, you know, he's not, uh, Nate's not feeling too good about himself. Ray's giving him a pep talk. And he basically tells him, like, hey, man, there's, you know, there's no bravery without fear. It's like, oh. And then Ray starts coming up with different ways to say that. And I, just, I loved his little, uh, uh, Nick Zano's little delivery here. And he's like, you know what, buddy? You're good. You got it, you got it right. You, what, what did he say? You know what, buddy? You nailed it. You, you already nailed it. You nailed it, bud. And the, that delivery about being of, a superhero about what it takes to be a superhero. yeah but this really was the first time the two of them because the, the, you know, a little bit in the the japan one but it was not so much this is the first like hey this is how these two guys have conversations mm-hmm. which becomes very important and very cute and but but we have this happen again this happened a couple times in the first season because yeah. during this conversation ray goes hey you know how it is when i lose my train of thought i got it train yes the worst this is so like flintstones man (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 what did you say again say it again no no not that the part about the train the train okay this is also (laughs) this is also very okay this is also very batman 66 where they could be in the cave and robin could be like Gosh darn it, Batman! That's what happens when I lose my train of thought. He's like, yeah, train yeah. of thought, old chum. I think we figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> totally. We're gonna find where False Face has taken the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. I went False Face, motherfucker, because <laughs> I go deep. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs in to tell Sarah and the rest, and he's he's explaining he's taking too long, and Sarah goes, uh, "Get to the part where we care, Ray." And then he, he's saying, he's like, okay, and it's going to be this. Wait for it. I don't want to wait for it, Ray. <laughs> yes. I, thought, uh, I mean, they, they were trying to have fun with this, but what, what did he say there? Oh, he's, he, basically, he, uh, he's, he's telling They're just setting up Act 3 here, right? Yeah, that he figured out that the train, he's, he's sending a train full of Dwarf Star Ore to blow up the fucking top of the Rocky Mountains, block everything so he can have his own outlaw and turn bowl country. Right. And yeah, I thought like so. That's just like it's just like the showing of the map, and here's what you need to do, and you need to be here, and you got to do that, and blah 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 blah. And here we go. Um, it, it was clunky, but whatever. It's like they set up their climax here. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, then they look. He's like, yeah, that's exactly. But then they checked in. Now he's sorry. He Ray figured it out with his train of thought bullshit. If Nate had done some little bit more research after all the books <laughs> changed, they would have found out that uh, Quentin Turnbull blew up the Rocky Mountains. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so they get off on their missions. Nate, Ray, and Jax have to stop the train. 
So we'll just talk about this. So they get to the train, three of them. Like, huh, what are we going to do? Because no firestorm, because Stein's having headaches. No Adam suit. You know, why Sarah says, the three of you, or one of you, figure it out. <laughs> and he goes, I got it. He runs off to stop the train. And Jax goes, what do you think? And he goes, I think I liked him. And I thought that was funny because he's like, no, he's dead. But mm. Nate's, he, he's bracing up. He's bracing up. He turns to steel and he stops the fucking train. I thought the shot was cool with all the tracks flying yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah like uh, Spider-Man 2. And the big, the, yeah. I love that scene in Spider-Man 2. That might be... I uh, Okay, well, let's talk about Spider- that scene in Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 might be the best live action superhero movie ever. I think the best, I think the best superhero movie ever is the aforementioned um, uh, into the spider verse. I think that movie is just insanely great. And I would, I, if you're going to, if we're going to count animated then yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely up there. I would, the Toby Maguire Spider-Man, all three of them have their problems. The third having a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. Third one is the, a mess. The first has a lot of problems. The second is the best of the bunch. I think so. It also sure. has its problems. But here's one I didn't have. But boy, do a lot of people have. That scene where he s- stops the train and his mask comes off. That's another thing. Why is, this fucking, why is his mask constantly coming off? I but, know, I know. But in this, in this scene, though, when they're carrying him back like he's Spider Christ, you know, yeah. his mask yeah. is off. Yeah. And and Doc Ock shows up and they're like, hey, and they're all being all New York. Like, we're not good. Don't worry, Spider Man. Yeah. And like, we're not going to tell them who you are, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. And so many nerds hate that scene. I know. Hate it. And I'm like, I love it. I think it's. Me great. too. Me too. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That and there's a speech by Aunt May that she gives about what it means to be a hero, kind of thing. That's just like, oh, yeah, that really, no, I know what like, you're talking about. That, yeah, yeah. Like, but the, the reason people hate that scene is like, this is just more of New Yorkers thinking going on about how fucking great they are since 9 11. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They, they make something right. like, hey, we're all New York, we stick together, Spider Man, yeah. And Not, so much of the rest of the country, it's like when the Mets played the Yankees in the World Series, and I thought that was series. huge, and nobody yeah. else cared. That's funny. That shit. Um, okay, yeah, that Aunt May speech was great. A lot better from than that scene in the first movie where Norman Osborn, a Green Goblin, you know, she starts praying. He's like, "Finish it, deliver me from evil." Yeah, Boo! Yeah, yeah. Boo! He's, Kill Aunt May. <laughs> I hated the um, the the Green Goblin mask. I did not care like, for that at all. But it's so stupid. Well, no, I hate it. Was, and, and it was it was so dumb that the, his glider like gets him right in the groin at the end. That, that was fun. Uh, Everything was just kind of off a little bit in the first one. The problem, I was though, happy that it did well. I was happy that it did I, so well. I, I, I and that did in the theater. And that, like, the good thing about it is, like, more people knew the story of Spider-Man now. Now more people do. Like, now it's, like, part of it. You don't have to throw in the origin every time now. Um, so that was good. But I don't know. Spider-Man 2, I thought it was, I think, still stands up. Uh, Alfred Molina is so great. There's that great scene great. when the arms come to life. And it's, like, an old Sam Raimi kind of Evil Dead horror movie for a mm-hmm. second. The way they shoot that. Yeah, I really liked it. 
All right. So back to this. When they when they, they, they got the plan. I like I like Hex Jonah Hex coming around on Sarah here a lot. Yeah, Hex uh, comes around, he's gonna listen. They come out with the plan with the old the old Chewbacca misdirection. Hey exactly. Yeah, do you know about Star Wars Sneaky Feet? Oh, I'm a I'm a bit of a Star Wars head. Uh, I, I, like, I like the prequels. I like the sequels. And I, you know what? I do like the sequel trilogy. Pete, how do you feel about the Abrams Star Trek movies? Uh, the first first one, fine. A fine return to form and a nice change of pace. Second Ooh, one, a second one, uh, started to take themselves a little too seriously. I didn't care much for the second one, but the third yeah. one, I think, is highly underrated. It's I did not movie. even give it the time of day. Mm, I did well, not. It must be hard watching Star Trek movies living under the underpass with your mule. That's right. It's it is it is difficulty, but I pull it off. I've I've got my ways. I'm sure you do. Well, you've been living on the streets since 1872 in Vancouver, and that's where I'm heading now. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) So (laughs) we get. Sarah takes it. Yeah, I, I, you know what? He's welcome. You know, we got to figure out ways to get him, you know, into non Western episodes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you don't, it fucking stinks here now, man. Like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Of course. Of course. Your wife is going to kill you for letting that guy in twice tonight. I was lucky. So, Sarah also wearing a bandana, (laughs) and they think she's a kid. Oh, you, you're a great kid. You got Hex. I'm going to kill you again. Tried to kill you three times. But they're distracting while Amaya and Mick go to blow up the fucking mine to get rid of the rest of the, the ore. And, yeah. uh, and of course, Turnbull is going to do the villain, uh, tell you, tell the heroes, this is the James Bond, tell the hero what he's going to fucking do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. Now, before I kill you, Hex, let me show you something. Everything, yeah. And he's just, but he's, but he doesn't show him anything. He walks them to the mine to show them what his big master plan is. It's like, mm-hmm. but he's gonna show them. See that rock? <laughs> master plan. I don't, I don't know what is going yeah. on. It's like, I thought he was gonna show them the map. Mm-hmm. Nope. He's gonna show them the. I think. Mm-hmm. I think again. They must have cut something out. Maybe, he, maybe. He, he, that he didn't show like the map that that we saw previously on the wave rider you know i had my guys draw draw this up no. <laughs> yeah sneaky pete over there is a hell of an artist <laughs> i'm not he's not coming back sorry no i know i know but <laughs> i wasn't trying to, to bring him back i was okay. you know just saying well wouldn't it be funny if it's you know, sneaky pete and that's where he got to start <laughs> Draw mass for Turnbull. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Amaya and Mick are setting the dynamite. He's like, "You have one minute to get out of here." She's like, "Hey, it's weak." And he's like, oh, "Okay." He, he's suddenly suicidal. Right. He really wants to see all this. I didn't like that. I was like, I don't think Mick's suicidal right now. What, what the mm-hmm. fuck is that? He. I mean, I know he likes watching shit burn. I don't think he likes watching shit explode. So. Mm-hmm. They're confronted by the uh, the bad guys, and he goes, "Oh, you want to tell them about the minute?" She's like, "No." She rhinos up, you know, fighting guys. Yeah. He beats the shit out of people yeah, with a shovel, shovel beat down like excessively. So yeah, going it's nuts. Until put she, the animal away. Put the animal away, Mick. Which is 
very Jean Grey Wolverine type of stuff. So I'm fine with it. Or, or, actually, I, you know I just I, just, I don't I didn't like Storm. the monologue. Or I didn't like the dialogue earlier. And this is just more of the same. So that's yeah. I, like I said, well, I, I know like it, it's it's clunky, cheesy, but it's, it's yeah. but here's the thing: it's what vixen who grew up in an African village would say. So I don't mind it, but it is clunky. I it, it's clunky comic that would that reads well in a comic book, uh, given yeah. uh, given to a young actress who's just getting her start. It's clunky. But mm-hmm. he was beating the fuck out of someone with a shovel, which that gets a <laughs> thumbs up for me. And but then the mine blows up. They don't show them running out of the mine, and it knocks Turnbull down. Hex doesn't really have uh, handcuffs on, and uh, yeah. she pulls down. Uh, she pulls down her bandana, and Turnbull goes, "You ain't no man." Yes. <laughs> and, and and Hex beats the shit out of him. Uh, and he's like, coming with me alive or dead? Alive or dead? And he begs, alive. You're a lucky son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah and Hex have their final scene, which I, I liked on the Wave Rider. With gets to, he says, he's like, you've taken on it. He's like, he's calling her captain, of course. He's yep. Like, Gives her more on, props. Yeah. You're taking on a burden that a lot of men couldn't handle. Or well, hold on, let me try to do it with my lip fucking burnt to my other lip. Trying to, you're taking on a burn. I can't get. Hold on. You're taking on a a burden that a lot of men can't handle. I just had to rip it off, and and she's like, well, "Good thing I'm a woman, then." And I'm like, "I am woman, hear me roar." Mm-hmm. I, 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 I dug it, you know, because she doesn't fucking sweat it. She's like, nope, I'm in charge. And so, yeah, yeah we already talked about making a yeah, Their stuff together is probably the highlight of uh, it, Yeah, it, no, they're very good together. It's, you ever notice when we have highlights, it always involves Katie Lotz, yep. more yep. or less. Yep. <laughs> That's, yep. There's a reason I, why she's the only one with an action figure. <laughs> I, I kind of want to get it, man. I want to find it now. It's exciting. So Sarah has to interrupt twice as at the end here because ray and nate are together and ray made the super suit we already talked about that and he also says hey we've got enough dwarf star now i can make 20 fucking atom suits so ray's gonna be the atom again that that's cool yeah, yeah that that that's taken care of because it wasn't making the fucking robot suit it was powering it and so they're having a little uh, moment and she just comes in and she goes you guys done broing out and they mm-hmm. just turns around and he goes no, but we can. <laughs> well, not yet. That was cool. That was really cool. <laughs> and then she interrupts Jackson Stein talking about the chick, and she says, and "She had like uh, uh, braids, uh, which yeah. kind of like weird looking. So cute. It's just like they find new ways to make her attractive to me every episode." <laughs> well, it's funny because she didn't. I don't think did she have the braids when she talks to Ray? Not at all. Nate? Not at all. Nope. No, she, she got, this she, could have been like way later, right? This could have been like hours later. Or she was walking there. She's like Gideon braids. And she says. We got to go. Our friends in 2016 need our help. And I was like, boy, did we ever. Mm-hmm. Boy, did we ever need our. I, th- I was like, I, 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 are you talking about Trump? She, <laughs> like, she literally, you're like, Legends, where are you? That's Do your fucking job. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and that is the end of Outlaw Country, which yeah. is not as fun as the first Western no, episode. No, and it came too quickly after it. 
I disagree with that. I disagree with that, but it's definitely not as fun as the other one. But I, I but I enjoyed it well enough. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I think like it flirted with the six at times, but I'd probably Ooh. get a five and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and especially, especially the as I said, the uh, Katie Lots and the guy from the Own Eaters. From the Own Eaters, yeah. It, when I first saw that he was doing this, I went, "Boy, is he slumming?" And then I looked at, you know, I guess he hasn't really been doing much of anything, but hmm. it just I, I, for a minute that seemed like that, that Jonathan sketch. They I thought, oh, yeah, I thought he had a big career ahead of him, but. uh Hey, Hollywood, mm, you end up with a flappy yeah. piece of fucking uh, latex on your lip <laughs> in a Confederate uniform having great scenes, yeah. you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a superhero show on the CW. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, thank you so much for uh, joining me once again. I'll talk to you again on Saturday. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please listen to all the other shows on the Plum Podcast Network if you can. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Out. What'd you say? Peace out. Fifty-one years old, Jonathan Sketch. Oh, does that surprise you? Do you think he would have been older or younger than you? I thought he was younger than me. Yeah, yeah. He stayed pretty busy. No, I'm sure he's fucking done just fine. But I remember watching that movie, and I was like, "Oh, that guy's got something." Going I know on. they really thought that he was going to be the breakout. Same with the other guy. The other guy's supposed to be the young uh, the name. I can't even remember now. What's um, fun is uh, what's his face? Dude? He was going to be the young. He was going to be the young. He was going to be the new Tom Hanks. They were comparing. Him oh, to. that kid, the main, the main character. Yeah, yeah. He was an American werewolf in Paris. Uh, I didn't you remember that. that. Yeah, I didn't see it. Oh well. All right, pal. But what's well, his face? Did uh, real quick. Um, um, had a great little career. Um, the blonde, funny guy who marries the girl and leaves the band. Um, Steve Zahn. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's funny in uh, uh, that thing you do for sure. Oh, he's, he's always I, oh man, like he, he's a character actor. He always steals scenes. He is guy. such. Let me tell one last thing. I'll let you go. This was one of the most amazing things I ever saw because I'm a huge. I think Lonesome Dove is the greatest western ever made. I know. The, the TV uh, it's the yep. greatest, and all of the. The, the the sequels and prequels that have been written some of the ones written are fine but all the filmed ones are suck because nothing's going to reach that level but they did do one on the book called streets of laredo which is young younger uh calling gus leading up to lonesome dove and it's carl urban as call which is the 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 tommy lee jones and Sammy and uh, Sammy Zane. I almost said Sammy Zane. Steve Zahn <laughs> as uh, oh, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. Come on, Deets. <laughs> and uh, but you know, it's Steve Zahn as Gus, which was the Duval part. And when I first heard that, I was like, I don't know about that. I like him, mm. but I don't think he's good. It's fantastic. He cool. nails. Yeah, it. I can imagine nails he's. Uh, 
he's evolved into like I, I feel like i haven't seen him work in a while but you just imagine he would only get older and and only get better um i see jonah hex shows up again in batwoman here in 2019 no he doesn't oh okay no 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 that okay crisis on infinite that's crisis on infinite earth that's the mega crossover so yes yes he does yes he does awesome 